Hope you're excited with the weekend almost here. We're all excited in here for a number of reasons. The Kings won last night. It's Friday. And just found out from somebody who used to work here that there's a big field near where our station is. And somebody who used to work here was telling me he used to go out there and hit golf balls all the time. Just get range balls. Really? Yeah, so... That sounds has good, to do huh? that, right? <laughs> Can we take the equipment out there, too, and just do the show from out there? We might Why as well not? just do one from the driving range right. if we're going to do that, and that's not a problem. Talk to our boy over yeah. at Hagen Oaks, yeah. you know? I'm Frank LaRosa. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm all down for that. Yeah, but Jay's saying uh, golf's not a, not a sport. He says it's a hobby, not a game. He said, what did he say? It was like hacky sack. <laughs> <laughs> I like darts. Come on. Darts. Beer pong. Yeah. <laughs> Gordo, that's disrespectful, man. Bowling. That's, that's disrespectful. <laughs> it's all a hobby, brother. So so should I tell my son, who just made the Vista golf team, oh, congratulations. that he's congratulations. Uh, just playing a hobby? It's yes. just like, got to be chess. Yes. Well, chess is not a sport. It's a competition, an event, right? Golf is not, man. So it's, nah, it's a hobby, man. No, because he got a match on Monday. He's playing another, right. another team. So he's it's just, a competition. Like a mathlete. You know, it's like <laughs> spelling bee competition. Uh, that's that's Jay. <laughs> We're just talking about equipment, and I didn't know this. And Drapes was, and Drapes has really nice clubs, but Drapes was explaining that you can go to Costco and get Kirkland irons. Yeah, Costco brand. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. yeah. Why are you dissing and laughing at Costco? That's what I'm trying things. to explain. I didn't know you could get. Yes, brand golf clubs at Costco. Dude, I'm sure they're great. I'm it googling it right now. Surprise! Jay looked them up. Our Costco golf clubs. And you said balls too, Kirkland. Yeah, oh, balls, I sent the review. Gloves. Yeah, I sent the review to you guys. Yes, exactly, <laughs> man. And so I just uh, didn't know you could do that. Costco has laughing. everything. Yeah, you can get it, dude. You can buy tires from Costco. Like, everything. It's like, come on. Uh, I'm looking at some reviews right here. Uh, no, it took me a while to even get that. It's hard to admit. You know, you come up to the green and go, hey, you playing the Kirkland win? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I've, I've played golf with a, a bunch of people. And most of the time, the ones that have the Kirkland golf balls are a little older. You know, they're, you know, okay. retired, let's say. I'll, okay. I'll say they're A-A-R-P retired. Group. Right, yeah, exactly. You. you know how it is. And they got like 10 pallets of water in their garage. They got... <laughs> 60 packs of toilet paper in case of the apocalypse. You know, those are the kind of people I, I think that yeah. I, I've seen, you yeah. know, use the Kirkland stuff. How do they swing it, though? Uh, yeah. How do they, how do they react They're off fine. the club? Oh, yeah. You ever played with, like, a really older person? They're just, like, right yeah, down nice the middle. Yeah, nice and straight. Don't like hit it hard or anything yards, like that. but they're right in the middle, like, every freaking time. Exactly. And, yeah. and I would say, and I don't know how much the Kirkland golf balls are. Let me check. Let, let check that up for, for me, Jay, because here's the thing about golf balls. I'll take a dozen. Like, if you buy the Pro V1s for 50 bucks... And you're losing them three or four per round. Is that all they are? Is how many for? Uh, no, many you get twelve be? for like fifty something dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I yeah. thought they'd be even more than that. No, that's expensive to me, I know, man. I know, I know. Like, I just I, I lose two or three per round, and so I'm going with the 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 middle size market when it comes to so the Kirkland ones. Probably you don't mind losing them yeah. as much, yeah. you know? Gotcha. So. Do they come you in know, different colors? Can I get? No, nah, it's just you know what's the worst though. <laughs> I, I'll tell you the worst. And please, Costco CEO, I don't know if you're listening to us or not. But when you find a golf ball 
and it's a curtain, you're like, oh man, come on. Like, like you're hoping it's a Titleist, yeah, right. you know, a Bridgestone, something. Yeah. And it's like a Kirkland. It's like, get this out of here. Who, who let this thing on the course? You know? I'm going to try them. <laughs> they must be great. Y'all killing me, man. I'm going to get a Kirkland. That's cold blood, man. Y'all doing, Y'all doing that to you know Kirkland, what you guys man. Are doing? You guys are taking shots at, at, at some of the older golfers. You guys are taking shots at Kirkland as it's, a brand. It's not a shot as far as the older golfers. It's 100% true. And it's yes. just like the right down. Yeah, they're straight, you. you know, and so. Straight dead with 60 yards. And, and, and I will say, though. Peach of a shot. You know what? I, I'm going to have to give some of the older people uh, some credit. Because with age comes wisdom. I'm sure when they were younger, they played the Pro V1s. And then they realized, you know what? It doesn't make that much of a difference, especially if I'm losing balls. I might as well go with the cheaper ones especially, anyway. Yeah, you get older and you don't realize. I mean, not you don't realize. You don't care if, oh, people are, might laugh that you have a Kirkland ball. Right. You're I more secure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right. So I, I found three three versions of the Kirkland golf ball. Okay. I would imagine this is this are the average ones, like kind of maybe lower tier. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is a three-piece urethane cover golf ball. You get two dozen. Twenty-four balls at thirty-four ninety-nine a pot right Hello. now on Costco. Yes. Yeah, Three-piece golf ball is a good golf ball. That, that, that's pretty okay. cheap. Bro. I'm Let gonna me get, get a Kirkland Club endorsement. I'm telling you. That's my <laughs> goal. Now, now, see, you've been wanting more endorsements yes. around. Here. Yes, <laughs> that's my goal. All right. Let me give you the Kirkland three-piece urethane cover ball performance plus ball. Ooh. There you go. See. All right. Same thing. You get uh, two twelve-count boxes because you know everything at Costco comes in bulk. Yeah. Total of twenty-four <laughs> balls. $44. Okay. See, that's like the middle bit. range. Yeah, yep. it's getting there. All right. Now we have the signature. This is the signature okay. ball. Three-piece urethane cover V2.0 performance ball. And this one is $54.97. For two, uh, for 24. Two, for the 24 joints, yeah. All right. And you get 12 See, for $21. Get out of here. Yes. Pro V1s, I think, are more than that. Maybe you got a deal because you're- No, nah, let me look it up. Titleist- Pro V1. This is via Amazon and Costco, golf by the way. Ball. All prices. Right. Title is Pro V1 Golf Ball. 55 bucks. Okay. Yeah. All right. 55 Ooh. bucks. Yeah. That's too rich for my blood. I, I'm not. And that's only a, that's a dozen, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so you got to go to Costco and get the double. Yeah. It's a double dip. You don't hit the X, right? It's Pro V1 X. You just hit the I have. V. You know, I, I have. And, you know, I did the Pro V1s, I did the X, and I realized my game's not good enough. Mm. I did the bottom-rung Titleist ones, too. You know, this is a few years ago. Right now, I'm in the middle range. You know, they have 35 bucks or so right. Uh, range. Right. Yeah. So, right. can we get an experiment here? Yeah, what you need? We have to get you guys go on the course with, <laughs> okay. with Kirkland Balls. All right. We have to get, like, I guess the middle pack, because you all are starting the middle. I'm right? a yeah. Kirkland guy now, Jay. <laughs> uh, come on. You, you desperately want yeah, that endorsement, I'm going right? to get a Kirkland <laughs> bag. I'll get everything. Kirkland the irons, shoes. the driver, yeah. the whole thing. The whole wardrobe, okay. everything. Yeah. Well, thank you. No, I really. Good, I, good stuff. I laughed because I didn't know there was such a thing as a Kirkland brand golf ball. So, thank you. Uh, De'Aaron Fox last night. He said, you know, Domas is great. He's a gladiator. And he said Domas Ooh. is even an MVP candidate. Here's De'Aaron Fox. I mean, I, we've talked about it before. You try not to – you you don't want to become numb to what he's doing. Like, that's not that's not normal. Um, it's only been done, you know, a few times in this game. And um, the fact that he's available every night 
is big for us because he plays so hard. He plays so physical. Um, he could easily be one of those guys that, you know, take a few nights off. But um, like I said he came in today and, you know, there was we couldn't get him to not play today. He was he was a game time decision, but he wasn't he wasn't not going to play. So mm. um, that's I mean, that's leading by example. You know, if something's hurt, he's he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm going to go out there and play, give him my all. And then um, you live with the results. And uh, that's what you want out of somebody who's one of the best players in this league, who should be an MVP candidate. You know, he's I don't know how many of those guys haven't missed a game yet, but he's definitely up there. 22, 11, and 11s for a guy who, and Darren Fox said he should be an MVP candidate. For what it's worth, basketball reference, MVP award tracker right yes. now. And this is based, we've talked about this before, it's a model based on previous voting results. So it's not someone's opinion. Doesn't mean it's right. Jokic won. They say he has a 41% chance to be in the MVP. Shea is second. Luka third. Giannis, Tatum. Domas is sixth on the list. Sixth? The okay. sixth most likely player to be win the MVP award this year, according to Basketball Reference. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, six is pretty respectable. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm like 4.7% probability, so it's not going to happen. But still, that's great. Yeah, that, That's amazing. I mean, and, and he should get, um, you know, some, some love for MVP votes. And, you know, we know he won't get it. But, he, uh, you know, top five. I'm looking at NBA.com and their weekly tracker mm-hmm. they do. Um they didn't do one this week. Uh, they'll do one next week. But their five is Jokic, Shea, Giannis, Luka, and Tatum. Now, let me ask you this. Out of all five of those guys, there's one guy who sort of stands out apart from the others, and for all the wrong reasons, as far as I'm concerned. This Luka Doncic he gets more love in the MVP race. Now, if he was a top three, like you look at Shea, number two in the West. Jokic, number four in the West. You know, uh, Milwaukee, number three in the East. Tatum, number one. The Dallas Mavericks right now are number six. The Mavericks are only a half game better than the Sacramento Kings. Why is Doncic getting so much MVP love? And I feel like it's like that year in and year out. I feel like this guy is always mentioned in that conversation. And I understand he puts up insane numbers. I get it. Quality player, great player. We're going to see him in a few weeks in March. But I I just don't get why, what's the infatuation with him among the MVP conversation? Are you going, it's just a question, I'm not a, are you going perk on me on that? Because I think that's part of it, if you know what I'm saying. It shouldn't be, but No, I'm not going, no. Because I think it is. Oh, you think that is part of it. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I wasn't even thinking that. Okay, all right, and I could be wrong. I think that, you know, in this country, that's probably part of it. But the other thing, as I said earlier, is he scores a lot of points. And I think that's one reason why people overlook Domas. He's averaging 20.2, which is solid. But, you know, people don't notice basketball players as great players unless you're averaging like 27 points a game. I really think that's part of it. But, you know, the, the thing, too, though, Whitey, is when Russell Westbrook was winning his MVP, it was because he averaged a triple-double. Mm-hmm. DeMontis Abonis leads the NBA in triple-doubles. Excuse me. Leads the NBA in rebounds. Plays every single game. You know, it, it's... We say Jokic light. That's disrespectful. But he's just as impactful for this team as Jokic is for his, his team. Mm-hmm. And sure, the results aren't there. Jokic a little bit of better record. but And Jokic isn't flashy either. But for some reason, 
Domas just does not get the love. Yeah, I know. I mean, some people you say, you know, Jokic is like the Titleist and Domas is like the Kirkland signature ball. And then you, <laughs> you can't right. say that anymore, Jay. Hey. You can't say a- a- that as anymore. As my guy Chuckles on the YouTube chat says, on there. y'all are tripping. <laughs> Kirkland balls and putter are amazing. That's what's up. He said y'all I tripping, bro. It. I just never heard of it. <laughs> we need somebody to attest to that. I'm, right. I'm like one of you guys, the other one that got me on here. Somebody said, I think it was Campio, your boy, man. Yeah. He's like, Drapes losing three balls around. You should quit. I'm going to text my guy, Tom uh, Morton. Uh, oh, he's the best. And, and I'm you think do Tom knows about Kirkland balls? Kirkland balls. <laughs> I will get Tom on this show thumbs in an hour. Thumbs up or thumbs down. That, that's, that's all I'm going to ask him. That's all I'm going to ask him. Kirkland Sometimes, balls, yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down. Sometimes my wife, Shinya, will go. She'll go to you know Costco, and she'll ask, do you need anything at Costco? And I know what I'm going to say next time. <laughs> yeah. You can get gloves there. You get clothes, belts. Yeah, come on, man. Get a hot dog and some pizza, too, yeah. while you wait. Like, yeah. yeah. Everything, man. Yeah. They even have the- uh... Yo, he already texted me back. I'm calling <laughs> him right now. Call Tom. That's the quickest text in the history of Drape's text. Like, usually it takes guys a week, a couple yeah. of hours- he texted with like literally. I texted him at three fourteen. He texted me back at three fourteen. Uh-huh. Tom's oh gonna God. come on real quick. I just talked to him. Yeah, he gonna come <laughs> on. Get, we have to get a, a verdict. Or can we wear? Can you use Kirkland balls on the on the on the court? He, All might, right. he might not want to go into that though. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. If he does, we will. The great Tom Morton. <laughs> also, Coach Brown says the Kings need to improve in two areas. So how they do in those two areas last night? It's Friday with the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. <laughs> We're going to talk to Greg Lukenbill today. Greg Lukenbill, the guy who brought the Kings from Kansas City to Sacramento. Also, we'll talk to Phil Oates from the Kings Ownership Group uh, about the Kings' future and Sacramento sports future. And do we have our guest? Is our <laughs> our guest ready to go? A lot of uh, Sacramento area luminaries joining us today. He's the PGA Director of Coaching and Development for uh, Morton Golf. He's the best golf teacher around. Tom Morton, how are you, Tom? I'm great. How are you guys? We're we're good. We were just your name came up because Drapes wanted to get your opinion on some golf balls. I was just surprised. I didn't know Kirkland made golf balls. I wasn't laughing at anything about Costco or Kirkland. I didn't know they made them. And so we were just Drapes wanted to get your opinions. What did you want to find out exactly? Drapes? No, no, don't put it on me. Don't put it on uh, Tom. We, we all want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, our, our boy Jay Johnson yeah, behind me. the boards. Yeah. yeah. We he he brought up Kirkland <laughs> golf equipment. And yeah. I maintain that every time I'm on the golf course, the people, you know, that I happen to get paired up with that use Kirkland balls are usually retirees. And so we wanted to know. What's the difference between a Kirkland and, let's say, a Titleist Pro-V? Like, where does Kirkland rank in the pantheon <laughs> of golf equipment? How many currently touring pros right, are, are using the Kirkland? Kirkland? I think you could count them on a hand with no fingers. Okay. Uh, there, there aren't any, but uh, the, the big difference is really the, I would say, the quality of the product, right? I mean, if you're using a Titleist product, there's a lot of, uh, research and development. There's a lot of in the where they're made and how they're made and all that stuff is very impressive as opposed to, you know, the Kirkland product. We know there's certain ball manufacturing companies uh, that produce them around the world and, you know, they're mediocre, I would say. 
They're more for just somebody who just really doesn't care what they shoot, maybe, or just wants to knock it around rather than somebody who's focused on game improvement. Tom, is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And they're, they're certainly a value ball, you know, if you're yeah. wanting a, a lot of something for not a lot of money, that's probably a reasonable way to go. So real quick, Tom, because they have three or four different levels of golf balls. It does, what you're telling me is it doesn't matter if it says performance plus. Or, that's all the packaging. There's no difference between a top flight ball from Kirkland minus a you know a, a mid range ball. No, there there is a little bit difference. You'll find a difference in the softness of the cover and even what's going on in the core of the ball. They are different. Mm-hmm. Tom, let me ask you this because there's a myth out there that you know Kirkland balls. Maybe coming from the same manufacturer as a Titleist or or same plant as a Titleist or somebody like that. Uh, what, what do you know about that? It is not. They are not coming from the same plants as the major ball companies. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you, Tom, because you've been uh, kind enough to give me a few lessons, so you're familiar with my game. Do you think it's uh, reasonable for me to think that I might be able to land some kind of golf endorsement deal with the Kirkland company. Yes. Do I have enough game to be, you know, wearing that that Kirkland logo? The signature. Well, absolutely, Because, but then the fun thing is, you know, you can go get yourself a dozen and a pack of steaks. Yeah. That's a good... And a chicken bake on the way out. <laughs> and a chicken bake. Let, let me ask you this too, Tom. Go ahead. Let me ask you this though, because this is a serious question. Because I, I need to know, does the golf ball, how much does it impact your game, though? Oh, and, a massive amount. Really? An absolute massive amount. Yeah, I mean, and part of what's going on there is you'll find if you cut a golf ball open, like in half, sometimes you'll find from lesser quality products that the center of the ball the core of the ball is slightly off center and that can make the ball actually fly what? way offline your putts go offline and etc that's that's crazy right there that's, that's problem. right <laughs> you know and, and tom i was saying earlier man that the worst is when you're on the course and you find a ball <laughs> and it's kirkland like you know how you reach for a ball you're like man i hope this is a pro v1 especially you know on some of these nicer courses and it turns into a kirkland I give it usually to my playing partner or something like that. You know, that's that's uh-huh. how I am. Tom, uh-huh. where are we getting lessons anyway, man? Your boy needs help. I'm struggling right now. <laughs> but use Kirkland balls. Right. Those yeah. are like, those are, well, Tom, real quick before you answer that question. Because I, I think this started with, could you, how much does a average dozen balls, uh, drive range ball, like yeah. range balls cost, right? And right. Then we, that's where Drake's kind of talked about the Kirkland. Would you put a... Average price range ball above a Kirkland ball? Uh, probably not. No, I mean, <laughs> driving, driving range I balls are built for driving range balls are built specifically, you know, to be hammered a bunch of times by yeah. you know, all the guests playing on the range. So that's a kind of a talking apples and oranges, to be honest. Yeah, gotcha. All right, Tom. Good stuff, man. Thank My, you, Tom. Uh, we appreciate. Tom's a, a friend of the show too. He's always listening. Yeah. He's always oh, yeah. checking us out. Yeah, we appreciate it, Tom. Hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for letting us in. All right, you bet, guys. All right, Friday. Tom. Yeah. I'll see you right. Tom Morton. There we go. Oh, I forgot to ask Tom. I'm going to take my son to Hagen tomorrow morning. I need that little hookup, the, the drapes discount, if you will, when I go. Because, you know, yeah. I got to outfit my little guy with some fresh uh, golf swag. Uh-huh. You know, I have so. a cheaper option for you. What you got? Kirkland? <laughs> Costco? <laughs> 
Less expensive, that's all. Yeah. Uh, I got to support yeah. my guy, like Tom. Somebody, somebody, somebody on, the, on, the, on the chat. You know, people are saying, you know, I don't really care. I just want to go hit the ball around, recreational golfer. Uh, yeah. And the Kirkland does the job for me. So I get that. Yeah. I get yeah. That. You know, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I'm a, uh, let me. Skip says, Skip, Skip, how you doing, Skip? A ball's a ball is a ball. They're all going to end up in the water. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you, you know, Whitey, I'm, I'm starting to get tired, though, man. I, I don't want to switch gears, but some of these comments and chats yeah. are starting to bother me. Which ones? My guy, Compio. Yeah. Draper needs to use Kirkland balls because if he starts playing a lot, he would go broke losing three to four balls around. I'm not losing three to four. I mean, I, I was exaggerating. But then I go to the text line. My favorite ball is whichever of drapes I found in the bushes. Thanks, drapes. I'm too nice for people out here wow. in Sacramento right now, Whitey. Wow. I, you know what? You know what they did in Boston? And I might do this. We should do this. They did the scallenge in Boston where – Local yahoos thought they were better than Scal at basketball, and he took them on one by one. Whoa. I may have to do a golf challenge, me and you, a golf challenge against some of these guys out there. Wow. Because everybody's talking trash right now. What? You know, let's go. We get a nine-hole challenge or a three-hole challenge uh-huh. out of Hagen Oaks. They got the little <laughs> practice uh, holes that you could do. Maybe we should uh, do that. You know, Maybe. Yeah. Because I'll mean- put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> okay. And if they beat us— Two tickets to a Kings game. What if, what if we make them use Kirkland what balls? Do I, yeah, they got to use. Because uh, I don't have any. You you want to <laughs> shut them up. They get tickets. What do I get out of there? You get the Kirkland balls, bro. <laughs> right. The endorsement. Swing. Endorsement. Swing. <laughs> Everybody wins. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. Okay. That's good uh, stuff. When we come back, thank you uh, for bearing with us and contributing to our uh a Kirkland ball conversation. Thanks to Tom Morton. Coach Brown on the two areas in which the Kings need to improve. Did they improve in those areas last night? Next, Drive Guys, Sackdown Sports. Bus. Oh, yeah, we're basking in the afterglow of a Kings win last night. Kyle Draper, a little miffed at uh, some people casting aspersions upon his golf game. So if you uh, really do want to issue that challenge, there are a lot of people that are I'm down. Let's go. Let's. We got a lot of people. I'm not good at golf, but you know what I'm good at, Whitey? What's that? Competition. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm De'Aaron Fox in the fourth quarter. Gotcha. I raised my game. Trust me. Like my problem with golfing is I lose focus. Like my mind. I get over a putt or I get over, I'm thinking about running to the grocery store after. I'm thinking about picking up the kids from school. But if I'm in a competition. Well, I think your boy would be locked in. I, I don't doubt it. But just so you know, just to remind you, you are challenging a whole bunch of people, including somebody who said they shot a 68 <laughs> at, uh, where was that? that uh, was, uh, Ansel Hoffman. Ansel Hoffman. On the is... front nine, uh, <laughs> he shot a copy of shot a 68. Uh, got I my will, attention. Now, handicap has to play a part of it. Like, I got to get some... If, if I'm playing against a scratch golfer, they got to give me a few strokes. Hmm. Handicap is not just a net score or anything like that. I, handicap has to play a part of it. Okay. You you didn't really say that to, 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 <laughs> at the because start of your challenge. As, as, I, as, but... I, as I think this through a little more, I'm looking at ways for me to get an advantage, right? Uh-huh. Things I can do to uh, – and, and they have to use Kirkland golf balls. Like that's... <laughs> well, doesn't everybody? I mean, that's hardly <laughs> a handicap. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, that's but... funny. We just had Frank LaRosa doing a commercial uh, uh, for uh, – 
the chrome golf balls at Hagen Oaks? I, I tell you what, there's so many golf balls. You go to the Hagen Oaks, oh, yeah. super, super, uh, dog, stores, I'm going super there tomorrow. Shop. I told you. Oh, my goodness. And they got the truck with the golf balls in the back. I will say this, though. I know we got to talk sports and get, get on. But you wanting this Kirkland deal? <laughs> Bro. I'm getting the Kangol hat. I'm getting the knickers. I'm getting the whole Kirkland outfit. Looking like the late Payne Stewart out there. Okay. Yes, sir. (laughs) If that's what Mr. Kirkland wants. Your equipment (laughs) match your game, obviously. You know, so. uh, Yeah. (laughs) You're going to hit it straight. Or you say 62 yards. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, Let's do it, though. That that sounds like I need to figure out somebody to help. Let's do. I would love to do a three-hole challenge. Let's go. <laughs> it's a three three old challenge. I got things to do, bro. I, got, I can't play full 18. I'll take I got anybody, any comers. I need strokes and it's three holes. <laughs> or we could do some mini golf. How about that? Let's go. Let's go. No, man, we, we're going to do something. We're going to, we, we, trust me, I'm going to figure this out because, like I said, it's not about golf, it's about competing, oh, competition. That's right. Trust me. That's I right. played with tons of guys who could smack the ball, but as soon as you play for a little money, they turtle up. Mm-hmm. Their butts pucker pucker up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Coach Brown, as we know, he says the Kings need to improve in two areas. He says, oh, free throws. Got to start making more free throws, and we got to start defending the three-point line better. So they won last night, which is great. Uh, how did they do in those two areas, Drapes? <laughs> Why are you trying to? <laughs> Why are you playing? Because I don't think darn they did well, well out here. Do it, yeah. You know darn well. It's just one game, and they won. But still, you know, it's like wow, free throws they shot seventy one point four percent, which is not great. You know, it's like not horrible. And then they gave up, as we've been discussing, the forty four percent three point shooting to the Spurs. So my whole thing is rather than ranting and raving every game about how bad they are defensively, I just think. That's what they are, and maybe they sh- can show a little improvement here or there. I, st- I think the rest of the way they're going to have to get back to what they were offensively last year. That's that's their best path forward. They're not going to be a good defensive team. They're but can they not. do that, though? Can they achieve what you want them to achieve? Coach Brown says that they make their free throws. Um, mm. They're close to what they were last year. He says they're top 10 anyway in offensive rating. And they did score. I know it's just the Spurs, but 127 last night. You know what I loved about last night? What? Is the shot distribution. Yes. Where you had 15 and 18 and 14 and 15 and 10. It wasn't, you know. Yeah, everybody got shooting, the touches. Taking 30 shots. No. You're, you're right about that. Everybody got the touches. And everybody was efficient, too. Yeah. You know, even, you know, our boy Keegan Murray, 6 of 10. Domas, 11 of 15. Uh, Fox, 12 of 18. The only guy really, you know, who had trouble uh, knocking him down was Trey Lyles. But the Kings as a team shot 56%. And they won a game in which they only made 13 threes. That's encouraging to me as well. Because as balanced as they were, four 20-point-per-game score, these numbers indicate that they could have been even better. Mm -hmm. Like 13 of 33 from three. Like, they did most of their damage in the paint. We don't see that historically from the Kings. Usually they're a heavy three-point team. So, you know, they were finding other ways to score last night. <laughs> On the chat, Skip Uh-oh. says, watch, Kyle will make it a longest drive contest before the show ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Compio, Draper wanting 15 strokes. Hey, whatever it needs to get done, right? You know, like, seriously. He wouldn't say no. <laughs> I would not. Hey, and I'm the type to, you know, when we're golfing, 
If you say that's good, I'm picking up quickly. Oh yeah, I won't, I won't give Are you, you sure? that though. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not second guessing or anything, but I won't give you anything. <laughs> but if you say that's good, all right, I'm, I'm with you. Let's let's pick it up and keep moving. CK nine one six says this, and I, I this is where I am. The Kings are who we thought they were, and I think we are just they? have to. Defensively, oh, they defensively. certainly are. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And I right. understand why Coach Brown keeps saying we got to get better defensively. It's just at this point, I I don't know how you can realistically hope for much improvement defensively. Well, the only way I can see it improving is if Duarte gets more minutes, Davion gets more minutes. But you're not taking away Kevin Herter's minutes. You know, Harrison Barnes only 17 minutes last night. Maybe that's something. Uh, to keep an eye on, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I do think they have the ability to be better. Like De'Aaron Fox, as great as he is, he can take a step up defensively. But the problem is then we've seen it with Keegan. It hurts your offense. Like, is it asking too much of these guys to be elite two-way players? Pop last night spoke about Fox defensively. We didn't get it. It was a really quick clip like four or five seconds but he said oh yeah he he'll guard you too. he's a really good player and he'll guard you so i mean he's getting the attention of yeah. some of the best coaches in the league yeah with his, with his defense and, and and that's what mike brown has challenged him luke lauks they've challenged him to be that and we've seen fox uh take on that you know a lot of times what you see is keegan murray on the other team's best perimeter player um i don't know if De'Aaron fox should get that assignment i, I don't know what it is whitey i do think they have the potential to be better defensively. It just hasn't happened yet. And now we're getting at a point in the season, to your point, that it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's All right, let's improve offensively then. Because every game, every practice, every press conference, we hear Mike Brown talking about defense, defense. And we know that's where his bread is buttered. And it still hasn't shown improvement. And then look what happened last year. They got into the playoffs. The defense did get better, right, yeah, in the series. Yeah. And the offense disappeared. The offense let them down, yes, 100% on that. And, and when you look at it, you know, the Kings this year, 14th in offense. That's not, I mean, that's. It's not that's, special. That's, that's not special. That You know, you're right below Denver, right above Cleveland. Uh, defensive rating, um, 18th. Better rating, better yeah. ranking. Yes. But I mentioned it earlier. It's the same rating, basically. You know, it's not that much uh, difference there. And so right now they're a middle-of-the-pack team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, based on these numbers, and that's where they are. And so you're right. Let me look at offensive rating because we're talking about offensive teams. All right, Boston, number one. Pacers. Do you want us to become the Pacers? Pacers' defensive rating, 26. They're really bad defensively, yeah. Yeah. but they're great offensively. Is that what we want? That's, you know, that's it, pretty much what the Kings were last year, right? Yeah. They were 24th, yeah. I think. Yeah, 24th last year. Rating. But then you look at the other top teams when it comes to offensive rating. Clippers, contender. OKC, contender. Milwaukee, I still consider a contender. Philly, with a healthy Embiid, contender. Golden State, nah. Phoenix, Knicks. I mean, so when you look at the top 10 in terms of offensive rating, those are some of the best teams sure. in the NBA. Sure. You know, now let's at let's look at the top ten defensively though. Minnesota, Boston, Cleveland, OKC, Orlando. They're like an outlier. Pelicans, Knicks, Rockets, an outlier, Heat. And so Denver proved last year, and and this might be to your point. You don't have to be elite defensively. You just have to be solid. 
Denver was solid defensively, but they were very good offensively. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the Kings' way, like you were saying. Be great offensively and just stem the tide. You know, just a little bit of improvement defensively can go a large way. I suspect that Monty, when he addressed the media, was that two weeks ago, uh, right after the trade deadline, and he said things like, you know, we're better defensively, but we really, our offense needs to get better. I think what he may have been saying was, look, we, we didn't get anybody. How can our defense get much better? We have what we have, and we will work on that. Mm-hmm. But we're, we have more room to improve realistically offensively. Defensively, we'll work hard, and coach is right. You want to get better. But how are we going to get better without having added anybody? Right, really? Right, we'll get right. a little better here or there, and that'll make a difference. But offensively is where we still have the room realistically to get better, and that's what this team has to do. So is Mike Brown delusional then? No. Is you know what I mean? Is he, you know, trying to, you know, get something out of his team defensively that just isn't there? I don't think so. Did you see the quote that was in the B where he said, I just, you know, I believe I'll have to find it for you. Yeah. But he basically said, I believe in that. And if it doesn't work, I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything I can. And if it doesn't work, at least I'll know that I was I was pushing to get that done. Yeah. I will find the exact quote for you. All right. Because he knows he's not talking about, oh, maybe we win the first round. He's talking about really advancing. Right. If he's like, you right. can't do that unless you're a really good defensive team. It's true. I mean, as you go farther, you know, you're not gonna beat a Celtics in the finals with your offense. It's not going to happen because they're too good defensively. You're not going to beat, in my opinion, a Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the, you got to be able to get stops down the stretch. I think for this Kings team, it's not about the overall rating; it's about timely stops. Like I would, and I'm gonna crunch these numbers, look at these numbers here during this next break. But what about fourth quarter defensive rating? Yeah. To me, that's more important than your overall. What you do in the first quarter, yeah, you want to get off good starts. You want to limit teams. But if you could lock in fourth quarter, yeah. you know, that that could help you too. Yeah, and your margin too. Yeah. no matter how you derive at it, if you end up with a, you know, you're always scoring more than the other team, that's a good thing. Yes. Uh, when we come back, did the A's push a sponsor out of Oakland's Fan Fest. Fascinating mm. story. And we got Phil Oates. He's going to join us at 4 o'clock. Greg Lukenbill at 5. Friday with the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sport. Here you go. Kyle Draper, Letty Gleason, Jay with us. Glad you're with us today. Here's a quote from Mike Brown in this outstanding piece in the B by uh, Jason Anderson. Mike Brown says about this back and forth, is it offense, is it defense? Quote, if we're going to be number one in the NBA on offense and number 25 in defense, we're not going to have a chance. Mm. So somehow, someway, we have to keep improving on that end of the floor to give us a chance. It might not work out, but for me, coaching this team, I'd rather know I tried to do something that I felt could truly help us get to what our goal is than to sit back and have this pretty offense and have fun during the regular season like we were last year and get knocked out in the first round or even the second round. Mm. That's Mike Brown. And that's why we have this back. Right, and that's why Jason Anderson wrote the story, right? Is there a disconnect between Monty and Mike Brown? And it's almost like you're hearing two different messages, you know, from – and usually within an organization, everything is like – Lock and step. It's the same thing. And, you know, I think Mike Brown is just being true to who he is. I agree. You know, like, that's who he is. Like, it, and this is nothing new. Like, we knew he was a defensive-minded coach when he was hired. And I think also when you look at last year versus this year, because the offense was so elite and they were winning, Mike was like, you know what? 
and we're just going to rock how it is. He talked about defense, but not this much. Right. Because like, they're still building a winning culture. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It, exactly. And so now it's like I, I think he's pushing his guys, you know, and, and trying to raise the level and raise the bar. And I, I think as a guy that's won four championships as an assistant coach, he's seen what it takes. We've talked about it many times. Why do you been down there in San Francisco covering the Warriors? As great as their offense was, they were a top five defense as well when they were winning their championships. And so, I, I as a as a competitor to how I am, I want top five offense and top five defense. Like to me, it's not one or the other. You know, I'm pushing for both. You know, Monty is talking about offense. Mike's talking about defense. Why don't we improve both? Mm-hmm. Why don't we strive to be great in both areas? Mm-hmm. I just think the opportunity to really improve this year defensively is gone now because you can't bring anybody else in. And I understand. I'm with you. Coach Brown is saying these things because he believes it, and he also believes, this is my job. I'm supposed to make this team better. Right. And if we don't get a lot better defensively, we're never going to be as good as we want to be. So I understand that, respect that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where we end up in the offseason with this. Well, it'll be interesting, you know, because I I don't think we have – any roster spots right now, actually. But the buyout market is heating up. I don't know if you saw Alexei Pokashevsky from uh, OKC uh, just yeah. got released, you know. Seven-footer? I, I actually like the kid. I thought, you know, before this, you know, renaissance of Oklahoma City Thunder, like, he was a solid player. I wouldn't mind kicking the tires on him. I don't know how much he helps you defensively he or anything he like does that. Not, yeah, but I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, uh, bring him in. You know, uh, we've seen them bring in guys, um, our boy uh, that used to play with uh, the Warriors, uh, Toscano, Juan Toscano Anderson, bring him in for a trial. Uh, Philip Petrushev, the guy from Gonzaga who they picked up when he was released uh, or, you know, released by the Sixers and Clippers. Like, bring a guy in for a couple of weeks. Let's Mm -hmm. see what he has. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to Pokashevsky coming here and working out with the team and showing us what he has. Yeah, I think he just uh, – they just found so many other players that were better than him, huh? I mean, he's a right. nice player. Yeah. But, by the way, speaking of Gonzaga, did Domas just destroy Zach Collins last <laughs> night or what? Was that like yeah, – I think he always like, does, man. Yeah. yeah he, like that was some Gonzaga on Zaga off. crime. Yeah. Like, it, it looked personal. Like, he was taking them. Yes. I, I mean – and I like Zach Collins. You know, I'm a Gonzaga fan, but Domas owned them there. Owned them. Yes. Like, oh, I don't want to watch that. Yes. Yeah. That, that was amazing. That was amazing. All right. Uh, we got uh, Phil Oates coming up top of the hour. Real quick, because we wanted to talk about Phil Oates, uh, among other things, about maybe the A's, uh, maybe coming here. The A's have – this is an interesting situation. You know, the A's have their own fan fest mm-hmm. that fans have organized, and it's tomorrow – uh, and the A's found out Thursday that Drake's Brewing Company, they were going to sponsor, and they, everybody's excited about that. Thursday, Drake's Brewing Company withdrew. And a lot of people Dang. are saying, ooh, well, they they uh, you know, they pour at, the, at A's games. Ah. Maybe the A's had something to do with it. The A's are saying, no, nope, we had nothing to do with it. Casey Pratt, who's been all over this A's relocation story, ABC7, he said on Twitter, quote, I know for sure some meddling has taken place, but the high road will be taken for now. Mm. So I think they've lined up some other sponsors already, but how about that? People are, and again, the A's say they had nothing to do with this. So the A's sabotaging their own 
Fan Fest. Because they can't even stand for the fans to put on their own event. What an organization. What a that is embarrassing, you know? This is a a a a class, a master class in what not to do if you're an ownership of a franchise mm-hmm. that has a strong fan base, a very loyal fan base, a very vocal fan base. Instead of embracing it and trying to, you know, uh, smooth it over, you know, make good with the fans. Like, he's alienate them even more so. I know, you know? It, I it's, know. It's crazy. It just seems very petty, does it not? If there is some involvement. It's like, well, let them have their... What, what are you accomplishing by not letting the fans get together and celebrate the fact that they're Oakland baseball fans? Did they... Did the organization embrace... The reverse boycott? Absolutely not. No. No? No. I mean, they they benefited from it. Right, they benefited. Like, that's what I was wondering. Like, did they... Remember um, the commissioner, somebody asked the commissioner, and he said, oh, boy, yeah, they had a big special night, and they ended up with an average major league crowd. That was impressive. Mm. Was was that what he said, Jay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm asking that because, you know, like, this would create some goodwill, like... And if you're going to rip the A's fans' hearts out, at least leave them some dignity, you know? At least make it, you know, uh, less painful. Like, this is just kicking them when it's down. They're trying to do something fun, good, you know, celebrate the A's, and now you're taking something else away from them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last Dive Bar is an A's sponsorship group that's putting this together. And they actually now, they have incurred expenses including sponsor banners, digital marketing package, and rented equipment to set up a Drake's beer booth that now Drake's had to pull out. So this, you know, and this is just like a grassroots effort. And now it's like, oh, we already spent money on that, and now they're not going to be here. So they're they're losing money. They're losing money now. Yeah. Mm. A grassroots effort. Yeah. And apparently there are other, I think, breweries that have stepped in. So I think they're back on track. But the whole thing is just so typical of this whole situation where you're not sure – Okay, what exactly happened here, and why does it look and smell so bad? And there are so many people right now who are looking at the whole relocation thing and suggesting, I don't think the A's really have a plan. Mm. I'll ask you this, fellas, and I know you guys have followed it, maybe not 100% closely, but when, and this is opinion-based, when is the last time you guys felt like the organization has done something right for the fans? Probably when they had what was it the treehouse? Okay. Uh, right about Meaning the time when, when Cavill took together? over. Okay. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. had they they started the rooted in Oakland campaign. Right. Yeah. And they yeah. were really stressing the fact that you know what the Warriors left. Of course, the Raiders left, but we're, we're sta- rooted we're in Oakland. Yeah. That was and like, they had the rally there and everything. Right. That Correct. resonated okay. with me. Yeah. So that was the last time. Drapes kind of about the same yeah, thing for you. Yeah, I can't even remember. Like, uh, you know, and I'm relatively new, so sure. I, I can't remember. So that's about three years uh, ago. Yeah, three years ago. Probably right when I came, right? You know, uh-huh, I came uh-huh. about three, three and a half years ago. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. think about that. Mm. Think about that. We've probably played three seed or two yeah. and a half seasons or whatever you want to call it since the A's have done something for their fans to get excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Remember, really it wasn't think that about long that. ago they had a really good team. Yes. In the playoffs. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's it is ripping your heart out, Drapes. Mm. You said it perfectly. Yeah. As an Oakland A's fan, 
it, I'm just so frustrated with this team in so many ways that the only thing you really can do is just throw your hands up and say, oh, you know what? And it's kind of one of those things like I'm a, I'm a jilted lover. You don't care right. about me, then I don't care about you now. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. That's where I'm at with the Oakland A's. They got everything figured out in Las Vegas to the extent that they met their obligations to continue to be a revenue sharer. They met yes. all the deadlines uh, for that. Right. Okay, now what? How about the ballpark renderings? Well, <laughs> you know? Like, well, right, right. Which is a farce, and I continue mm. to keep on saying, how is a top 10 market a small a small market revenue team. Right, yeah. They've been yeah. they've been pulling the wool over people's eyes for years. Mm-hmm. And they got mad, they, meaning the organization, got mad when it got taken away from them. And then they figured out a way to, you know, finagle their way back into that. Well, could they be coming here? What could that mean for Sacramento Sports Future? Find out what the great Phil Oates thinks about that. He joins us next year with the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports.